Yeah, everyone, welcome to Black Girl Brunch. Um, my name is Iman. My name is Iman. My name is Iman. My name is Iman. I'm Iman. And I'm Sabria. And I'm Sabria. And I'm Sabria. I'm Sabria. And I'm Sabria. And you are listening to episode 50 of Black Girl Brunch, and it is our birthday. Woo woo! Happy birthday! If it's your birthday, make some noise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hey, okay, so I'm Iman. And I'm Sabria. You guys probably know that by now. If you've been listening <laughs> from the beginning, like, shout out to you, because we have had some people who have actually been rocking with us from the beginning. Yes. And it means everything. You got a chance to really listen and, like, watch us grow. And for a year. For a fucking year, man. That's and if you thing. got, if you stuck through after the first episode, you were real. Wow. Wow. Because we listen to that sometimes, and it is, like, complete and utter cringe. Yeah. Oh but it's God. weird, because, like, I now I'm like whatever I could talk a microphone is right here I won't shut up but it was like weird at first yes and it was just like everything was so stressful but what I think about after this one year is not just you know right now I think about all like that month before we decided we were going to start the podcast and we were kind of like trying to figure out exactly what it was going to be like we were naming our segments we were like meeting with Eric and like uh I remember I met him at like Hip City Veg and we were going to like Barnes and Nobles with our notebooks, literally like trying to research and trying to figure out how to get this on Apple Podcasts. It's been like so much that we've learned and I'm just, I don't know, I'm really proud of it. Yeah. And it's still more stuff that we're learning. It's so much. Oh my God. I was like looking at our SoundCloud and I looked at all the listens we had for the past year and it was like 30K or something like that. Like what the fuck? Like how does, how did we create that? And like, I'm so confident that like, the, the sky is just the limit. Mm-hmm. A lot of the big people that um I love, like f- rappers, podcasters, everybody, they've been doing things for like a few years. Mm-hmm. And if it feels this effortless and this fun, even when we're broke, like I understand exactly how they could do it. Yeah, because we have been, we've gone broke for this. Oh, all the time. Yeah. Usually like at least every week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to be honest. It's just... Yeah, I'm about to say, because if you think about it, we literally do this every week and we like pay for it. Every I know. Week. And even like a few times we get a little sick, some some things come up, but we still do it. And yeah, just thank you all for listening. So real quick, let's talk about the weekend. So much fun. It was so much fun. Um, so Friday night, uh, we did a surprise dinner for our good friend Sean, loyal listener from the beginning, from the jump. Yes. Uh, so we went to True Foods, which was delicious, but you was a little mad at the portion. I was, because uh, at first I was like, dang, I want, I just, for some reason, I just wanted french fries is all I wanted. But the pizza that I had was really good. I wanted some more of that almond ricotta, gotta, though. <sighs> Yeah, I gotta. Tr- I want to try that pizza, but they put walnuts in the pesto. I know it was such a bitch buy. move. I, honestly, I wanted them to just give me a cup of that. Wa- <laughs> All right, come on. That you did say it sound good. Yeah. It was um, good. I had some teriyaki and oh, was it strawberry rhubarb? Yo, oh, if yeah. you, it was I, like a tart, wasn't it? Damn, it was like a crumble. Yeah, I crumble, hate to say it, crumble. but. It was like a cobbler, guys. Sorry. It was very good. If you, I, it's True Foods all over the country too. So I don't mm-hmm. know. I know some in California, but if you get a chance to go to a True Food, please do. Like portions, like I said, a little swanky, but don't like it's it's good. It's but also, we are so um, programmed to think that more money. Because I was talking about this with my coworkers. The more money you think, bigger food. That's like, true. and that's so American. And I'm like, I, sometimes I got like snip out of it. That's true. But I mean, we were satisfied. I was yeah. satisfied. Like I didn't eat anything else but Mm -mm. you know i was like i could have used like one more little scoop of the little teriyaki (laughs) little little now i want to try that when i go back but that and the vegan ice cream is really good because i don't usually like well i don't it's not that i don't like i usually don't try like coconut based like vegan ice cream it was delicious but it was so fucking good that was true foods if you listen can you let us know the brand of that ice cream yes drop the location also i had uh guacamole with grapefruit in there and i swear to god that that was the whitest thing i've ever heard of like (laughs) A year ago, somebody said that they put grapefruit in a guac, and I said, wow, white people are taking over everything. But it was good. They know what they're doing. You know what? It was delicious. I fucked it up. I surely did. I think I had sunflower seeds in it, too. Yes, it did. Another thing. (laughs) Jordan, she is so dramatic. She got her hands over her mouth. It was good. It was. And, like, I started putting sunflower seeds in my salad because of going to sweet green. And it's actually good. Yeah, I put almond slithers in my salad, too. It's good. Okay, so Saturday we worked on a special project. And hopefully you'll be seeing it by now. Uh We'll tell you. But it was really fun. And we'll talk about it next week more in depth. 
And Sunday, part two of Sean's surprise. We hid in their apartment. <laughs> yes, my cousin, Sean is my cousin's um, fiance. Yes. Um, and we surprised him, and he was surprised. <laughs> yes. I don't even want to say surprised. I feel like we scared the shit out of him. Like, we just attacked him. I've never felt so ugly in my life. Like, imagine screaming surprise and somebody just covered their chest, like, what the fuck? Yeah, he like jumped back and was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> he didn't look happy. But, but he, he was. was he was though. very happy. And oh my God, it was so fun. Like, you know, you have fun when your legs are sore. You'd be like, why is my yeah, leg but sore? It also was funny because like he thought that he was coming home to get ready for work the next day. <laughs> and at one point he put his slippers and stuff on. Like <laughs> yeah. he changed into his like more comfortable. Cause technically he didn't ask for this. Yeah. That's how I am. Like if I didn't ask for you to come over, I'm gonna get comfortable. <laughs> but it was very, very fun. And so it's fun. it's nothing like being around people who like had the same vision as you and like, you know, people that generally, like, love and care about you. Yeah, you know? like, get together, make some food. And I like that every time we get together, we are singing and dancing. I have <laughs> It has not been one single time where we have ever got together where music, dancing, singing, performing. Mm-hmm. Lips, we are drag queens, all of us. <laughs> We're drag queens. We perform for each other. <laughs> for real. <laughs> Ooh, but, um, yeah, it was so much fun. Now let's get into our fade four. Of course, since it's our birthday, our fade four is going to be centered around what we've learned in like this past year, our favorite moments, like something related to just, you know, this one year journey. Mm-hmm. So you go first. Um. So on my list, I have for like my favorite things slash like moments and like just things all around like learn um i really enjoy talking about people lying about diets because (laughs) it was like (laughs) way to start it off right yeah it was i enjoyed talking about that because like i'm somebody that since i don't lie on social media like who i am is who i am i show like people who i am all around i believe that other people are genuine as well. Mm-hmm. So somebody could show, like, somebody could say, somebody who's gotten their body, like, done could tell me that they work out and they got it. And I'm going to believe it because I wouldn't lie like that. So I don't think nobody else would lie like that. And so right. just verbalizing, like, talking about that has helped me with, like, my self-image and, like, yes. helping me from, like, not comparing myself to certain people because you don't know. And people really be lying to portray a certain image, which it's is, like, weird. I still it's don't weird. get it. it but just, like, being able to, like, verbalize it and, like, talk about it and, like, I felt, like, a little less crazy. Like, yeah. oh, like, I am working hard and, like, I'm not, like, you know, because I'm like, oh, I can be working hard. Even though I can be working harder, it's just, like, things will come and everything is an instant, you know? Yeah. Um, another thing I enjoy that we did on the show is talk about um, Game of Thrones and Insecure. Yeah. Um, that was, like, so fun to me. I can't, well, I don't know when the fuck the next time we're going to talk about Game of Thrones. Oh. It's, not, it's not coming back this year, our right? Next, our second year anniversary. Yeah, for real, for real. Mm-hmm. Um, but Insecure will come back. But, like, I... I feel like there has to be, there should be, because like me and Emma watch a lot of the same shows, but sometimes you watch very different shows. Yeah, and those we watch are two things we watch. And we watch a lot of shows that are like not in syndication right now, because we both watch Golden Girls. Yes. But that show is like old as fuck. And it's only one off. Yeah. And I'm on like season whatever, and Iman is like on season whatever too, because yeah. I watch it on Hallmark whenever it come on and she watch it on Hulu. Yeah. So it's like, so hopefully we can find like another show that we both, you know, Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, watch like that. I, Grey's Anatomy. I don't think I had a temperament for that. Okay, <laughs> that's acceptable. And um, and also when I, I feel like that would take my whole spirit. I would have to get on another round of antidepressants for How that show. How to save a life? Yeah, that song sends me. And I n- remember that from when that show first came out. No, I remember that I show. Like that. They be like trying to save people life to that song, and I be my stress. I'm like, well, did you try to intubate? Uh-uh. Like, did you try, did you try to like no. charge him? If I would be a fucking wreck. Mm-hmm. Um, also, another fun moment was like something recent. Um, when we did impersonations of the Queen of England, yeah, I really thought we was just acting a fool. And I feel like that reminded me of something like how we be in the car. Like whenever, whenever Iman drops me off and stuff, like we just talk in her car, like in front of my house. And like we just be doing stuff like that or like when we on the phone. And like that's what it reminded me of. And I feel yeah. like everybody got to like... 
I feel like we it. finally were comfortable enough to just talk like even like talk the way we do when it's just us. Yeah. I'm noticing like more impersonations and people think like, oh well, I didn't know you like it's more to come. <laughs> yeah. Because now we don't notice this mic in front of us and we <laughs> it's just gonna get worse. Yeah. Cause like just a few minutes ago, Eric was fixing my mic, but I still was talking. Yeah. It was just like so natural. Mm-hmm. The last thing um was my favorite thing, um, slash learning experience. Is getting to know ourselves through the podcast. Yeah. A lot of things, like, that I knew about myself, like, being able to verbalize it and say it on here and say it out loud, and then, like, other people listening and then coming back to me and say, oh, like, I didn't know you felt like that, stuff like that. It's just, like, because sometimes, like, I think you said, I don't know if you said it on the podcast or you said it when we was talking personally, but, like, sometimes, like, I know who I am, my personality, but I don't know who like how I'm viewed like to me I think that I'm like uh, sometimes I think that like I'm a whiny person like I'm like two system stuff and, but then some people think that like I'm just like this hardcore like tough no nonsense person who never shows my feelings and like it's so funny because I think I talk about my feelings I think too you do much too, though, to be fair like mm-hmm. I feel like I'm just like somebody that just like is super super like I talk about my feelings way too much and like some people see me as like you know not being I mean it's it's much easier to talk about it like you know on the mic you know here while we're having like certain discussions but um it's just very interesting like you know getting feedback and like learning about myself and I'm like wow because I've never like people have never really like some I have gotten some feedback about myself but like never where I'm like oh like maybe I could see how and it's not like I'm somebody that loves feedback like so it don't really bother me so I'll like you know Maybe if I think it's something I need to change, I'm like, I'll change it. But if it's something that I feel like, no, like, I don't have to change it. I'm just like, I'm just keep on doing it like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I'm comfortable with, and, like, you have taught me this, that, like, I'm comfortable with it, that, like, not everybody going to like you. Yeah. And, like, being, like, you know, having a podcast and talking how we talk, I'm very comfortable with it now. Like, I, it's okay if some people are not going to like me because the people that I'm for, th- they are going to do hundredfold. They're going to eat, eat it up. up. And mm-hmm. the people that I'm not for, that's fine. They're going to find somebody else. You know, they somebody the cookie cutter. Yeah. Yeah. So just like that's like one of my overall favorite things is just like learning more about myself and learning how to verbalize things and talk and say stuff out loud. Yeah. No, 100 percent. It's like therapy. It's yeah, very therapeutic. It is. I don't know what I did with all this energy. Like now when I get fired up, I write it down in my notepad and I'm like, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. But then before I would just I felt like I would just be upset. And like now I kind of have to get it out of my brain. Mm-hmm. That makes me feel like. It makes me feel good, too. Um, But my first uh, favorite thing about, you know, having this podcast has definitely been, like, uh, accomplishing a goal and, like, setting goals. I feel like something there's something about saying a goal out loud that just kind of makes you more committed to it. And even if it's something as simple as, like, growing out my hair, Rex always reminds me (laughs) that. Or if it's, like, something is like, oh, I want to do this plus-size model, and I feel like I got a network of people. (coughs) Excuse me. <clears throat> oh, I feel like I have a network of people who are like, you know, supporting me and that are just there for me. Same with like you and like your little rap career. Get, get out of here, Eric. <laughs> I feel like, you, like I said, your little rap career. With your rap career. <laughs> Black moms. Black moms would be like, yeah, your little hobby. You know, your rap career. I feel like you can't, like, let's just say you tried to start this without having a podcast already. Mm-hmm. You've already got the mic etiquette down. Like, me, I'm learning about social media strategies, analytics, numbers, marketing, like, reaching out to people, collaborating. Like, it has helped me just really like just a lot um second is our listeners like what the fuck i know people now that i did not know a year ago thanks to this people who have never like i've never even would have expected to support me have supported me and i can't believe it exactly oh my god first of all yo it's just joint y'all seen if y'all seen you set it off thank cleo okay (laughs) Mm -hmm. thank cleo straight backs fuck you up type of person okay mm-hmm. it's a girl around my grandma way this like that and she's scary as shit i'm sorry if you're listening um <laughs> i told you this um she was like yo yo you and your friend funny as fuck 
scared the shit out of me. I was like, for real? <laughs> you be listening to my podcast? Like, that really took me out. Like, I would have never thought that this person would have supported me. And I think that's important to say because we always talk, we have had talks about, like, who is not. And it's so important to talk about who is supporting exactly, because they, they will be nothing, like, at exactly. all. Exactly. And they should definitely outshine. But sometimes... They do. I mean, and they can... 100% do outshine. Yeah, that's that's who I think about every single day. Mm-hmm. I don't think about people who won't support me that often. I only think about them when they, like, being Joe off of other people who are... Have you like, ah! What? More aggressively shot? We, I feel like if I got... We, in, if you listen, Eric, we shot people out in the end. What, Eric? You really don't... What? <laughs> no, listen to him. Let the man speak. Because it's not like they can hear you. It's not like they can hear you because you never get on a mic the way we... And you... Oh, my God. Get on a mic. <laughs> Get on a mic. Eric, what was you going to say? I was just going to say, just be, I think you should be more, uh, more of whatever we're doing. More of what I just said? <laughs> how positive that it sounds? This nigga smacked. He hot as fuck. So I, know, I, I trust you. I, I get what you're saying. No, I get what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I like when we rapped. That was really fun. Um, yes, that was so fun. For the dick challenge and our hey queen. Like, if you... I hate black girl brunch. <laughs> nigga. It'd be like top listener, true indeed. So yeah, stop. A, I be seeing them if I listen. I got the analytics. You be listening more than anybody else. You in the top ten listeners. Any whore. Um yes, we need to start rapping more often. We definitely gonna bring that back when we find something like funny to talk about. So j- y'all give us some ideas mm-hmm. of how we can open the show with raps. Also, I like the experiencing like those things that just like Things on social media or within media that just have snatched my wig. I love talking <laughs> about it with y'all. Sorry, I sound like Katy Perry. Who that have just truly, truly. Oh my god, did you just say wig? <laughs> <laughs> made my life like Black Panther, Beachella, Blue Ivy moments. The twins being like the twins being born was a milestone, and we got to celebrate that with y'all. Yeah. This Pusha T beef, like we get to celebrate like mouth. We don't have to just kiki and get our lives alone anymore. Like we can do it with I feel like our friends. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's been really. It's been a really good year. I can't stress it enough. Now, it's time to stop toasting for us and toast for some other sisters, okay? Mm-hmm. And the first person we're going to toast to is Kelly Rowland. Um, it shouldn't be a reason why. She, we're toasting to her for being fine as fuck. <laughs> I was about to say, she's just legendary. And for inventing colors. <laughs> like, colors are different her, Kelly Rowland. Her videos are, a lot of people don't talk about them, but the, her visuals are really nice. Her style is on point, too. Her style. And she really has the vocals. She has the she's a whole package. She can she dance. Is. She has the vocals. She has the bodies. It's the bodies. She has the body. <laughs> and she she needs can to. dress. And like I saw orange on Kelly Rowland, and I'm like, what is this color? This is not orange. Like, this is something different. She invented it. She got some Wakanda shit going on with like the way <laughs> she makes colors look. And also, I cannot wait. I speaking to this into a just existence. And a lot of people say she needs to be casted as Donna Summers. Hello. Like and uh, I was gonna say between her and Khalees, but Khalees no, because Khalees too light. True, and also Khalees don't have the vocals, she don't. <laughs> or the dance. Not that Donna Summers was like a vocal queen, but the, you got to think about the dance moves. Just and stuff give it too. to Kelly. Give it to fucking Kelly. Come on. But um, also we would like to toast to a a twenty four year old author by the wow. name of Tommy. Ediyemi. She's a Nigerian. Twenty four. She's twenty four years old, and she just. Ugh, she just closed on this crazy-ass book deal that includes a seven-figure movie deal. So wow. her book is called The Children of Blood and Bone. And she describes it as Black Panther, but with fucking magic. So, I'm um, yeah, I'm going shit. to need to find this book. I don't know if it's out, but I need this book. This is a summer read. I love magic. I love magic and black people. So, <laughs> come on. Magical blacks. And she was saying how, like... um. She just became obsessed with like Nigerian mythology, which who knew? Um, and it's something that I we miss out as like as African Americans, like mm-hmm. having like yeah, we got like old black like Southern Creole and creepy voodoo mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but we don't really have our own set of mythology because we don't have culture. Well, like I that. feel like a lot of uh, the mythology is like in the South. <laughs> 
with like exactly like in, up north we don't really have exactly. it like that but in the south in the yeah. south yeah it's definitely there but it's still like it's very new it's not mm-hmm. mythology yeah so i'm like oh, i'm so interested to hear about that because even though i'm not nigerian <laughs> you know i it's still it's still a connection yeah it's there so yeah, toast to those two sisters. Time to move on into tea time. Uh, let's let's give a shout out to the Eagles because they said no, thank you. I knew it. So, I knew it though. So they're apparently Trump is saying he uninvited the Eagles to the White House because he's a fucking child. He said because they said that they would not stand for the anthem, and he, you know. He was like, you know, that they're not going to respect our military, then they can't come and we'll party without them, me and the Ku Klux Klan, you know. <laughs> but, uh, so they're not coming, is the point. And I'm like, who the fuck you think you hurting? Dickhead. I'm so happy that the Eagles are who they are. I forget the, what's the, Eric, do you know football like that? What's the name? <laughs> he just stared at me. What's the name of the Eagles player with the big beard? Oh, fuck. Jason something, right? Eric! Wow. I'm about to look it up. Okay. Keep talking. I hope he snaps. Because he snapped um, <laughs> when they thought that they was going to lose and they won. Yo, my God. He, my man was like... Did you, he sound like a demon. But he sound like he really from Philly, and that's crazy because he not. I know. He from the South, apparently, but he sound like he from South Philly. He looked like it. But um, let me just tell y'all, our mayor... Fucking Kenny, Mayor Kenny. I <laughs> forgot that nigga name. I'm about to say John Ken- Street. <laughs> he had been mayor for like 10 years. <laughs> I always say John Street is a mayor. John Street, I feel like that's our forever. Didn't he get elected twice? Yeah, he did. Time to run again. But uh, <laughs> Mayor Kenny, that fine man. No, seriously, May- Mayor Kenny been going off. He said the Eagles call the birthplace of our democracy home. So it's no surprise that the team embodies everything that makes our country and city great. Their athletic accomplishments on the field led to a historical victory this year. Fans all across the country railed behind them because we like to root for the underdog and we feel joy when we see the underdogs finally win. I'm equally proud of the Eagles' activism off the field. These are players who stand up for the causes they believe in and who, who contribute in meaning, who contribute in meaningful ways to their community. They represent the diversity of our nation, a nation in which we are free to express our opinions. Disinviting them from the White House only proves that our president is not a true patriot, but a fragile, egomaniac, obsessed with crowd size and afraid of embarrassment of throwing a party to which no one wants to attend. Love that. Oh, his name is Jason Kelsey, the one that's named. Jason Kelsey went off. If y'all have not seen that video of him screaming to the point where he was hoarse, Honestly, because niggas thought he he was gonna lose. Please go watch it. I don't know if I'm gonna say this, but like he could have colonized my pussy. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing, but I just <laughs> didn't want to be the first one to say it. No, I, I think it. it's the beard. I think in, in, the, in, in the, the loud voice, in the loud, because he was mad. As shit. He was mad as fuck. <laughs> I just think about how pissed off he was. He was cussing. I know. They had to bleep out all them words. But, you know, good for them Eagles. Like, Philly is doing great. Meek Mill home. The Eagles and Trump are beefing. Like, I can't ask for nothing better. Um, So, SZA's voice is canceled, apparently. That's crazy. But... I'm not gonna be. I don't wish this on anyone, but she could. That voice couldn't maintain itself. Because yeah, because Adele had the same problem. Yeah, I um, think Kelly also, Clarkson too, but I think Kelly Clarkson, her voice is not in the same category. As like yeah, Adele I think system. it's just because she was loud. Because that's really how Kelly Clarkson sang. Yeah, but like Adele, I know she had a problem with her voice because that's not how they really yeah. sound. They're yeah, because that's what they're doing. They're making sounds like even though it does sound great, like what what SZA and Adele does. But I feel like if I try really Really hard, I could do the same thing. Yeah, no, real shit. I but belong to nobody. Try not. That's all you got. That's doing really pretty too. I told you I could do it, but I I, I don't want to hurt my voice. But I, yeah, and I feel bad. Like for some reason, I don't think it's permanent. Like I feel like she might be like just feel really bad, and she's yeah. like feel like down in the dumps. Which you're like, I understand. So she posted like a series of tweets, and then she deleted them. She said, "I just want to be left." Alone, my priorities are fucked up. They've been fucked up. I need space. Goodbye. Tonight was the test. That settles that. My voice is permanently injured. Great. Yeah. She deleted it. Mm. And like, SZA is 
she, we love her. We do. We love but her. But she's drama. Like, girlfriend is drama. That's why. And that's why she writes so well. Because yeah. she's full of drama. Because I understand shit. people that are, like, overdramatic. And I'm just like. I get annoyed. I'm be honest. I get annoyed, too. But I'm just like, I feel like her voice is not permanently damaged. <laughs> <laughs> she literally just said it was. Okay. I can say that I am a white man right now. <laughs> Do you believe me? <laughs> no, I don't. Well, that's how I feel about this. I, just, I think that she, it is probably dead. What somebody said, this this what happens when you sing in italics. <laughs> yeah, you sing in italics. Italics. Oh, fuck, I can't. I and they know. said they said Ariana Grande singing bold italics. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's no it's noise and I, I just <laughs> want... cracking the fuck up. Why? <laughs> 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 but uh, <laughs> But she really she she be twisting them vocals. Oh my god, she girl. Did. But um I really don't want this to be over for her. But like her I don't path think and Lauren is. Hill path, I think she just wanted to quit to be kind of anyway. Oh, did I tell you my little brother, he does security for concerts. I mentioned this in the past. And mm-hmm. he was working at Kendrick Lamar concert. He oh. said he saw Sister there, but she wasn't singing. Originally she was supposed to be with them, but yeah. because of this whole voice issue, she was not. And I'm like, girl, I'm happy. <laughs> I guess it's a good thing we did here in concert, even though, you know, it was hell on earth. <laughs> She put me through some shit. Oh, my God. So, all right. Lil, Lil Uzi and Rich the Kid. Apparently, <laughs> they're beefing. You ain't know that? No. Rich, Rich the I Kid, think Lil, Rich Lil, the kid put, made a music video and had somebody, like, dressed up as Lil Uzi. Make a fun of him. I didn't think that Lil Uzi could beef. I thought, uh, he wasn't. It was Rich the Kid. That no, was that's mad. what I'm saying. But I don't. Th- I didn't think that Lil Uzi could get upset or aggressive or mad, even though he is from Philly. I just but, felt like he just was so disconnected from he the haters mad. that he would be like, "Fuck." Rich it. the Kid was mad because he didn't sign with him. Like these right. niggas is just different. Like, I know. Why the fuck is you mad about that? Well, he was pissed, um, and apparently he was in these streets talking. So when they were both in town this weekend for the Roots picnic, Lil Uzi said, what's up, sis? He said, pull up. He said, pull up, and he, and he did. he pulled up. But the way Lil Uzi was standing with his fucking hand up his shirt, like, bitch, what you was talking? Yeah. What was said? And then when they got... That's in what the... his stance essentially said. What was said? And then when they got in Starbucks, I don't know how that happened. This nigga went in Starbucks and then, like, just socked the shit out of... The... Yeah, mm. he socked the shit out of Rich the Kid and Rich the Kid ran out of security. That, security. Is that his was... name? I feel like... Why was I thinking Rich the Dollars? <laughs> <laughs> Rich the Dollars. I mean, that would make this... Makes, I said make the sense. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck we, where the fuck we from? <laughs> no, it's Rich the Kid. I'm looking because you know I get nervous about fucking up. Names. Oh, I forgot. I'm sorry. But... <laughs> it's Rich the Kid. You know what it is? I never said his name out loud. Yeah, me neither. I'm the same. I read his name. That's I why. I, say it. That's why when you said it, I'm like, down. Oh, it doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> you had to show it to me. Yeah, it's Rich the Kid, and um, he just he looked scared as fuck. Like, first I don't of all, know what this nigga was, was dressed like Chucky. He had the overalls on. Oh my god, getting fucked up in overalls is so embarrassing. Cause you already feel like a dickhead a little bit. Everybody feel like overalls don't fit them right. So the fact that, but you wear it anyway, cause you, but it's probably just in my head. Yeah. And if you get punched while you wearing them, you like. Take I these. feel like a goofy. You like take these fucking overalls off. You gotta like take your arm out one at a time. You walk off <laughs> dumb and shit, getting slapped. Well, I was overalls. close to shit to the mic. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> weirdo. Um. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I just did not know they was beefing. I'm so proud of Lil Uzi for, like, showing these niggas that if you actually do talk about me and I see you, I'm going to punch you because that's the Philly way. <laughs> also, oh, like, seeing them fight on places where, like, we walk, we walked, we've been in there before, <laughs> like, as teenagers. Like, that Starbucks, everybody do the, hit that up when they got to go to the bathroom. Yeah, for real. So That's probably where Rich the Kid had to go. He kind of hit the shit. He probably was like, excuse me. <laughs> Imagine having to take a shit in this way. Knock you the fuck out. You like, come on, get to the van. Come on. <laughs> I got to change my pants. My <laughs> overalls. <laughs> All right, so another beef. Chief, Chief Keith. Um, crazy In ass. And, six nine. Uh, I forget that Twizzler's name. First so of all, Takashi six nine for being First of all, I hate six nine. Me too. And it makes me mad because, like, Ooh. first of all, a lot of people, a lot of y'all niggas is not real Chief Keith fans. 
So y'all don't fucking know that Chief Keith literally all he fucking do now is play like Xbox Live. Like all he wanna fucking do is play video games. Like and hopefully that's, take care of all them goddamn and kids. And take care of his kids, play video games. He make music here and there, but he not really like, you know, and like with that Chicago shit, like, cause I don't he don't even live in Chicago no more because like it's not even safe. So six nine dumbass makes a video talking about fuck. Um, Chief Keith, fuck Lil Reese, who was like the fucking craziest niggas in Chicago. Um, and what's that one dial? A, a Cuban dial. She got that Pomeranian. Yeah, he was. First of all, why do I, I want to know why they was together? I tried to look it up, couldn't find an the light skin alliance. Yeah, and she he had her dog, and he picked <laughs> Cuban dial picked up the dog and was like, "Fuck out of here!" Like so I would never said, trust fuck. him with my dog. I would because like he, he would eat my dog, and he looked like somebody would put firecrackers in a cat's ass. <laughs> Like when he was a kid, it was like he was no, like, like the that. the nigga Sid from Toy Story. Or yeah, something. like crazy. He shit. really looked like Sid from Toy Story. And no, I'm he like, looked like Jigsaw to me. I feel like he would make dog steaks out of my dog. Like he would just He's be so grilling her. Scary. I'm like no. So he like no. tried to incite that, and then this fucking nigga, this shit. I was laughing all fucking day about this. <laughs> the Still. video. Still, this is the funny. It's only two. Well, it's, it'll be Wednesday when it's posted. I feel like that's the funniest thing I heard all week. So they confronted him about the video. It's like, what's this? You got beef with Chief Keef? So he's like, oh, no, you know my account be getting hacked and shit. Like, I love Chief Keef. Like, I would love to do a feature with him. Like, find out how much your feature is. We fucking saw you on we video. Seen we, we seen We fucking it. seen our video. We seen Nobody it. can hack that. Yeah, we like, what? We saw your lips moving and say, fuck Chief Keith, fuck Lori's. <laughs> and we saw Cuban Dow go. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like, she probably blocked them. That's what after, I would have done. After that, like, me personally, I couldn't even be mad at a nigga like that. Like, I still hate him because he's a pervert. And it's just like funny. I'm like, you know what? This a nigga that even if you smack the shit out of him, he's gonna like it. I he's hate a people like me that. too. You like can't how even kill them. Can I get rid of you? You like, can't how, even kill him because he's like a toy that you take the batteries out. They turn their head around like, hello. <laughs> yeah. You're like, wow, you really evil. And then but on the top of that, Chief Keith got shot at in New York. Oh yeah, how did I even forget about that? Everybody thinking it's six nine, but you know it's funny. After Chief Keith got shot at, thank God they missed. Yeah. Um, he posted this weird ass video <laughs> where he was. Was giggling. It's like somebody on Twitter said, if somebody just got shot at and they upload a video of themselves giggling like this, pack your shit and leave this country. Because they can smell who did it. They can smell who did it. And another That's thing scary. is, so Chief, I mean, and 6 9 in the video, he like, yeah, I'm out in Jersey. Like, I'm not from here. My niggas here. Like, I be in New York, blah, 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 because he's from New York. Chief Keith went to New York. This nigga then, went to LA, didn't then he? This nigga was like, you know, we out here in LA, Treyway shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, and then somebody on Twitter was like, this nigga gonna be like, I'm in Nebraska, you know, Treyway <laughs> shit. I'm like, what the fuck? It just was weird. I don't think anything is gonna happen. Yeah, but I'm from out here it. in Tokyo, bitch. <laughs> I don't think anything is gonna happen from this beef, like, cause it's just weird. And when a nigga, when you have a camera and this nigga talking about something, it was my account began hacked and shit. You just gotta laugh. I'm sorry. You gotta giggle. <laughs> you this this nigga is far gone. I and, and and you just gotta let God deal with him, cause he is a pedophile. <laughs> yeah. And he's gonna get his. He is 100. Mm-hmm. percent But um, all right, let's talk about my baby daddy now. Uh, my Michael B. Jordan um, never he's, disappoints. He's a man. I'm always, I don't know what I would do if he disappointed me. I really don't. Like, I feel like you would just melt in a puddle like Alex Max. But it's like, what kind of disappointment? Like, he could say something like, well, uh, white women only. I'll be like, <laughs> <laughs> but I just would silently be hurt. But if he did some creep shit, then I would have to, like, or did some Kanye shit before Kanye died. Like, I would have to, like, let him go. That would be, please, Michael B. Jordan, if you're listening, do not do, don't make, I've lost so many people this year. Don't make me have to lose you too. <clears throat> anyway, uh, emotionally, <laughs> I know, <laughs> monologue to Michael B. Jordan. So, Variety, they have this thing called Actors on Actors. It's like a chat. It's like a series where two, like, you know, actors interview each other. Issa Rae interviewed Michael B. Jordan. That's beautiful. Yeah, come on now. Seriously, all that all that fine blackness in one interview. All that melanin. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. Well, Michael B. Jordan revealed that he actually told his agent after Fruit Roll Station, don't just be going after black rolls for him. Actually, like, are, you, are you looking for niggers that are six feet tall? I got the perfect one for you. Exactly. He said, I don't want to go out for any rolls that are written for African-Americans. Um, he said that to his agent five years ago. Now, don't get me wrong. When I first read that, I'm like, the fuck you mean? <laughs> Nigga, you was literally uh, trying to take over Wakanda like a few months ago. So how is it that you don't yes. want to go? You know, you in Creed, like, but he explained that, you know, sometimes there will be several black actors from the age of 17 to 40 who will all go after the same role. And I remember so many actresses hearing that. I forget her name. Shit, I think it's Reagan Gomez. You know who Reagan, Reagan Gomez is, guys? Mm-hmm. If I show you her, she's like a traditional, like one of the, the four black girls you saw in rotation, like, back in the day. I'll just look there. Okay, Reagan Gomez. I'm trying, I hope that's her name. But, yeah. This is her. She was saying how at one point, you know what? Regan Gomez was in the "You Can Have Whatever You Like" video by Tia. Oh yeah, her. Yes. Um, she was saying how at is one Reagan, Regan, Reagan, one of them. But <laughs> she was saying how back in the day it would be like her, Gabrielle Union, Sanaa Lathan. Um, she was on in the house. Yes, it would be like the same, or it would be Brandy. It would be the same girls on rotation. And if you look at back at the 90s, you'll see, you know, Regina King. It's the same people on rotation. It's like, how is it possibly supposed to be enough space for African-Americans if, number one, people don't write us in there often and it's the same. It's the Hollywood Golden Girls plus the up-and-coming people all going after the same Roles from 17 to 40. You know black people don't age. We can play. It's no... You like can that select. Girl, Monique from High School Musical. Like fucking Maya. Okay? Even though she's not an actress. Like, Maya looks fantastic. She released this new body of work. And I've been looking at her like, how you look so much better than everyone? Like, she's got to be closer to 40 now. Like, what? So I thought that was kind of cool of Michael B. Jordan to say that. Um, also, he was saying how it worked when he got that role in that fictional thriller called Chronicle. He played somebody and his name, his last name was, his name was Steve Montgomery, but originally, <laughs> heavy ass name, <laughs> but originally the character's name was Steve Kazanski. Now, who the hell you think Steve Kazanski was pictured to be played by? A white man. Polish boy. But, uh, <laughs> a Polish child. But because he was so, like pushing boy. his agent to be like, no, I want the same roles as they can get because I don't want to just play everybody's black friend. Like sometimes I just want to not be labeled as the black actor yeah. because I want some other experiences. So once again, baby daddy doing his, you know, doing his thing to get some inclusion. Being a man. Being a king. Um, and yeah, he, so he did that interview with Issa Rae and speaking of Issa Rae, God, Insecure season two little teaser dropped. I'm so excited about that. And Issa Rae hosted the CFDA awards and she had a belt on that says every nigga is a star. That's true. Where's the lie? Also, um, I just said, seen a quote. Um, that she said. She said, I'm about as fashionable as Kanye is black, only when it's convenient. That was a joke, but that joke was my choice, just like slavery. Oh. And she said that at the CFDA Awards, as Kim said in the audience. Yeah, so Kim Kardashian was in the front seat, <laughs> getting about to get honored, but she had to hear that joke. I love Issa Rae. Like, do that shit for the culture. She is so great at making people feel uncomfortable at these awards. Like, when she says she's rooting for everybody black or like this, I'm just with it. I can't wait for Insecure Season 2. Like, it's to the point where, I mean, Season 3. What am I talking about Season 2? I can't... um. I can't wait to see what's going to happen because, like, last year, it was a true cliffhanger. Like, it was. oh, shit, is our, is Lauren, Lawrence and her going to get back together? It was all these things. This year, I don't really know what's going to happen. Lawrence was making me sick last season. Yeah, he that's... As, making me physically ill. He made me sick, but when them white girls used and abused him, he got his shit together then. Yeah, because that's what he needed. And he I got like- gentrified. <laughs> Yes, it got gentrified, baby. He felt like trash. He not even about that life. Like, Lawrence, come on. But that's still my boo. Speaking of, Jay Ellis, the real, the the real Lawrence in real life, he is just, he's a king. He like, what a king. Love that man. Kiss his knuckles. What? It's not you like never, he gonna punch me in my you mouth. You never seen it when people kiss the hands of a king? 
kiss the hand, but saying kiss your knuckles sound like a knuckle but that's sandwich. What you- <laughs> that's like he gonna beat me the fuck up. I'm acting like I'm on camera. I'm like kissing my knuckles. <laughs> yeah, I looked at that. I'm like, you know what? I wanted you to see. Breakups and break-ins. <laughs> um, <laughs> apparently, um, Rihanna broke up with that fine tan man. Bye. Why did I think that man was royalty? He's not. He not? I thought he was royal. I think that's another lie black people created. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We were being I very think, problematic. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's Because I thought that nigga was a prince. Yet another lie. Wow. He's just a business, like, I don't know, like a mogul of some sort. I thought he was a prince. I don't know. I don't know. I heard that shit somewhere. I heard he was a prince I'm not and I just, ran with it. I'm not just being um, prejudiced. <laughs> yeah, well, a source. Now, keep in mind. Keep in mind, this is all alleged that she broke up with this man. Also, That's keep in mind funny. that the source told media takeout, quote unquote. And who fucking believes media takeout? Like, who knew media takeout still had their domain? Exactly. Like I said earlier, I have not heard that name in years. Well, they said Rihanna and him were together for a while. It was a good relationship, but now it's over. Of course, Rihanna broke his heart. That's what she does. Breaks men's heart. Love it. It says Rihanna just got tired. You know, she gets tired of men sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because can you not picture Rihanna just getting irritated and be like, uh-uh, no. I feel like all a man got to do is one thing at Urker and she'd be like, I'm done. But, you know, I do want to see if they really aren't together because Rihanna didn't share anything about this to begin yeah, with. Yeah, so I don't so really believe it, up, but like, it's just funny. It's Did so you say funny. the quote? Yeah. She oh, gets yeah. tired of men sometimes. Yeah. She do. And I, I, <laughs> I, I get that. But you know what? Every time I feel so terrible about not being able to truly meet somebody that I feel like is on my level and connects to me, I just think about Rihanna. Like, I feel like I honestly might just be the same as her. Like, mm-hmm. somebody who, like, men are fun. You really want to have kids, but ultimately, it's about the fucking coin. Like Cher said, men are a luxury, not a necessity. Hello, hello. And, like, love is cool, but I just... uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's cool. I just want... It's not a priority for everybody. If it annoys you, get rid of it. Yeah, that ain't love. Mm -hmm. So, Sophia Richie and Scott Disick broke up and got back together. This is the most disgusting relationship ever. It is so fucking disgusting. Like... Scott Disick, like, he is disgusting. Like, so she's 19 and he's 35, okay? He got three kids. I'm not even trying to date no nigga with three kids. Mason and and this girl are closer. Are they closer (laughs) to age than him are? I don't know. Because what Mason got to be what, like, Mason was born before Blue Ivy. Yeah. Blue Ivy is what? Five or six years old. She's six. She's six. So that means Mason got to be, like, seven or eight, right? Yeah. Okay, so... That means they're like eleven years apart, and her and Scott or are sixteen years apart. Jeez. So she's closer to age than what? your fucking baby. <laughs> like, please, Lionel Richie should whip that. I don't ass. know what kind of coke they got in Hollywood to make them ignore shit like this. But... And what, what is it with this family where they can just they always gotta find something creepy and weird to do with like dating? And I'm like, y'all, nobody saying like. Y'all, is this shit not weird to y'all? Yeah, like the Scott Disick thing, everybody think it's weird. Everybody yeah. do. But like the Kylie and like Tiger thing. Because people have told me that I was wrong about that. And I'm like, the fuck? That is weird. Weird. And it was dirty. And people think that's okay. But I'm like, if it was your little cousin, you whooped that nigga ass on his way to work. Exactly. Please. Uh, Speaking of, uh, while we're talking about their dating life, why is Tristan Thompson so dumb? I feel like Chloe went. <laughs> (laughs) got her the dumbest nigga in the NBA and was like you said it a nigga that's all he needed to be (laughs) (laughs) she's like I'm gonna get we gonna get us some biracial babies okay that's all that he needed to be cause that he is cause he clearly dumb no I had to listen no but Kardashian what did I say I had to listen to him talk like it was this clip of him getting mad at the press trying to pull like a LeBron and walk away and OM Jesus, <laughs> like looking at his eyes crossing as they asked him the most simple questions. I was like, I this was somebody who the teachers was like, let that boy pass because he can play basketball. <laughs> How could he form a sentence? What a dumb dumb. He's fucking dumb. Obviously he dumb. He fucking six nine and trying to cheat. <laughs> In New York. <laughs> the meat pack edition. 
the meatpacking district. Nigga didn't even. At a fucking fancy ass hotel. Why don't you cheat Hoboken or something? <laughs> like, why you was trying to cheat? A fucking candom. Gabrielle Union was behind you. <laughs> that means you was at a fucking a hot, a hot area of the city. Like, go cheat in Utah. Like, oh, biggest God. shit out here. To... That's like I, when I was a kid and I would see these big ass drug dealers. I'm like, nigga, <laughs> we know what you doing. Baby on the corner and shit looking shifty. It's like, leave trapping. Got you got to be five eight and, and five eleven <laughs> and shorter to trap. Other than that, you setting yourself up to get caught. Or just give it to the short nigga. Or like you need to be the big <laughs> boss, the one to sit in the car and say, Yo. Yeah. Like, don't stand it. up to sit in the car. Don't stand up or sit on the steps. Just like all the, the, time. the guy and you got served, even though we don't know if he sold drugs or not. But I'm assuming, <laughs> I'm assuming that's what it was. But he was big. Yeah. He was, he was, you know. He was heavy set. He was dark skin. And what he do? He sat in a fucking car. Yep. And you saw that nigga from the chin up. Yep. <laughs> and he let them goons get everybody else. So yep. be like that, man. If you must trap. <laughs> or cheat. If you, yeah, if you must cheat. <laughs> Take that ass to Montana and do whatever you got to do. in a car. <laughs> yeah. Get a stretch limousine. No, that shit obvious too. Who? <laughs> get a stretch. <laughs> Rocking real crazy. <laughs> like, but it be like a Hummer one. <laughs> it be pink. <laughs> but if it's in my head, it could be anything. If I go do this shit, cheat in Alaska. So, <sighs> sunken place time. This week is not a particular person. Although lots of individuals have fucked up, but it's the same people. <laughs> and it's like, why I keep putting the same niggas in the police? Yeah. But it's going to be a type of person. And it's going to be, I, I, like, no shade, but it's the people who listen and supported this Kanye West project. I'm sorry. In my opinion, you go in the second place, it should be it should be no reason why he is at the top in Spotify and iTunes like that for as much noise as everybody made. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I knew niggas was a, couldn't. Yeah, no, I knew. I knew, I knew it as well. Wasn't. But you know what bothers me? Not so much that people listen, that some people say they couldn't help it. Yeah. <laughs> I was just a guy, he was like, I had to. I had to. The thing I was, is, no, I, no, there's no way I couldn't have listened to that. The thing is, all you got to do is stay black and die or stay whatever you are. Die. I remember That's my mom used to tell me that. Every time I said, I have to go, my friend, my mom, the only thing you got to do is stay black and die. <laughs> like, okay. That's, that's, I don't know why black parents say that, but, <laughs> but it's true. It's tell not one single lie. And I always think like, all right, think of all like our ancestors. Remember like that bus boycott? Yeah. Imagine Niggas having to was, go to work like every morning, having kids. Niggas was walking from Alabama to Tallahassee. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck that's at, but that's how far shit. Alabama to Chattanooga and shit, just to prove, just to prove that like, but no. Y'all, let, let me tell you. Okay. So I'm, order on, for, I'm on my phone right now. Mm-hmm. In order to listen to the album, I gotta first of all put my password in. Right. I gotta open up iTunes. I gotta type in "Yay." <laughs> it's probably or then I gotta click "Yay" in albums. Yep. Then I gotta click on where it say "Yay" at. No, you gotta find your headphones too. Gotta find. Gotta find my. Gotta headphones. untangle them. Gotta bitches. untangle them. Put the the headphone in the jack. Yep. Click on it. I'm just looking at this right now. I'm, I got to click on it, then I got to click on song, and then I got to sit there and listen to it. Yep. Track by track. Yeah. And I just I just did that. Me, all those steps that I just had to do, I thought between <laughs> thinking, and let me clear my history because I do not want this is my history, but the fact that I had to go through all those steps, but me opening my phone, putting my thumb on it, or typing my password, I'm thinking... I'm about to listen to Kanye album. But we, I'm clicking the Apple thing. I'm about to listen to Kanye album. But people have lost more, though, is my point. You know, like, yeah. think about, like, Colin Kaepernick, That's for example. A, he don't have this a fucking man, job. Lo- he put his fucking career on the line just to simply kneel. And to, he, he blackballs himself in this industry. And I'm like, all y'all niggas got to do is simply ignore somebody's music. Yeah. He says shitty things about you. Like, I think people truly are people, black people specifically, truly don't have... The understand the power of the coin, and I don't understand mm-hmm. what it's going to take. 
take because I feel like everywhere I turn is people trying to educate about the black dollar and why we need to invest in ourselves and why we need to take a step back and mm -hmm. stop supporting people when they do certain things. But there's a certain demographic of nigga. Mm -hmm. It's like the supreme wearing, um, van hype wearing, hype beast who has a total and complete disconnect from anything that's not swaggy. And they are really And they want to write about it. And they're like, I have to do they're this. They're weighing us do down. And mm -hmm. because they only, t they feel like because they dress in skinny jeans and like pink hoodies that nobody will ever do anything to them. And I'm like, I just cannot wait for your black ass to need some help for, you know, right now you're in a predominantly black space, mm -hmm. but even though like people like Vice and stuff like that, they, you know, it, it's hard. It's hard for us. Yeah. So I'm like, because I know Jesus and Meryl had listened to it, and like I, they're the only ones that I really understand because of their their platform, like their show and talk about, it, and they make jokes about you know stuff like that. But niggas, just regular ass nigga, and you have no, you're not getting paid to tweet about it, and you so I have to, I could not control myself. Yeah, like nigga, all, what the fuck? All you all you gonna do is tweet about it, and that's not gonna get you not getting paid for that shit. Nobody gonna get fuck. You only gonna get like two likes. I'm just not even a retweet. When I tell you I'm fucking tired of the hype beast, yo, I am tired of the hype beast. They can they can go. So, yep, that's it for the sunken place this episode. Right now we're gonna go on into common sense sis. And all right, you talk about what made us decide to preach on this subject this week. You were saying something about Wendy Williams. Okay. So, um, I do not watch Wendy Williams. My mom, um, kind of forces me to because it's just like on the TV. Um, and, um, so Wendy Williams is on today and, oh, wait. Oh, about the, the future thing? Well, just no. We were talking about being, like, sorry, you really left, you had packaged it perfectly. We were talking about being disposable. Oh, like, oh, yeah. When you, um, what the fuck did Wendy Williams say? She was After. saying something like, you got to stop treating. Oh, like stop living for other people's dreams? Yes. Exactly. It wasn't Wendy Williams that said that. Oh, it's my it's my actual friend who said that. Oh, it's Ryan, your friend is a Wendy Williams. Right. No, okay, <laughs> that's why I was confused. Thank you for it's clarification. <laughs> Ryan is a Wendy Williams. Got it. Good to know. Sorry, he's gonna lose his mind. <laughs> but no, um, <laughs> Ryan said this, and I have been. It's only been. It hasn't even been twenty four hours, but I've quoted this like multiple times. But stop living for other people's dreams. Yeah. And that's something that I had to learn when I had graduated college and, like, I couldn't find a job and I was freaking out and stuff like that. So since I didn't have a job and, like, my therapist was like, you know, why don't you treat your life like it's a job? And I'm like, why the fuck can't I do this? Why, is this, why can't I have all this free time? Why can't I work on the stuff that I want to do? Why do I feel like shit for working on my stuff? I, I was so used to it. Even now I struggle with it. I have to, like, get people people to tell me to do this like so I feel validated and I'm like I'm doing a job because somebody else is telling me to do this and so for me being unemployed and being able to work on my own things I got accustomed to like I worked on some art you know type things you know I read articles that I've always wanted to read and like I got more in touch with like my aesthetic my style who I wanted to be and stuff like that and it made me realize it's like like even with like with jobs you, everybody is fucking replaceable. Everybody and is And they will treat you like you, that's why, like, when I had, um, worked at, when I worked at Barnes & Noble, yeah, I'm going to say it because I'll never fucking work there again. Fuck Barnes & Noble. <laughs> um, when I worked at Barnes & Noble, mind you, I was a college graduate. I just graduated. I have a bachelor's degree in fine arts from, like, a great art school. I was making a fucking seven twenty five an hour at Barnes & Noble. And they was treating us like... It was like we had benefits, like we was getting paid $20 an hour, like the shit that they would make us do and stuff like that. And I just felt like, what the fuck? I'm like, I don't even give a fuck about like these textbooks or these fucking nutty ass students that come in here and fucking is all bitchy and stuff. Like, I didn't give a fuck about that. And like, I felt like disposable. And yeah. the way they treated us was just like, oh, you can't come in oh, or somebody else will do it. Like somebody yeah. just like... They just don't, and even um, my um, my friend, 
Michael, he's in Mexico right now. I think he's coming back. But he was telling me in Mexico, people work seven days a week. Mm. And if you don't come in one day, they'll replace you. Mm-mm-mm. And that's fucked up. Like, they don't really have the choice there to be like, you know what? Fuck this. I don't want to do this. And I know a lot of people feel scared. Like, I need this. Like, this is my income. Like, I don't want to go away from this. And I know more people are, like, privileged than others to be like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to. But I feel like now a lot of, like, people our age, like, I hate fucking saying millennials. I feel like a lot of people our age are, like, coming up with escape plans and, like, going into jobs and being like, you know, this isn't my for everything. This is just my eight and skate or, like, I'm going to save up and then I'm going to, you know, get out of here and do this. And I feel like more people need to have that mentality because it's so easy to just get stuck. Definitely. No, 100%. And I feel like that will like my, uh, I don't like to speak of my current employment too much because you just don't want to, you know, get in trouble. But I feel like it's my right to just say my opinion about working and like, you know, being a dreamer on the side. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like being a dreamer after five. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I could feel guilty for like expressing to people that I do a podcast because ultimately, you know, I feel like they're going to be know that I don't want to be there forever. But I'm like, I don't have to pretend like I want to be here forever for you guys because mm-hmm. you damn, if some like watching a company change shit that inconveniences you without even talking to you, it really motivates me to be like, these niggas really don't care about me. Actually, I saw somebody, I saw a conversation on Twitter today, like where I, I spend too much of my time these days. Um, and the conversation started off with a girl saying like, it's crazy, like, because I'm a college student and people really don't be wanting to give college student jobs. And somebody retweeted it and was like, because y'all don't know how to finesse. Y'all need to do this and y'all need to do that. You need to tell them that you're not going to school, that you this, that, and the other, and up and give them them two weeks. And it took me back to when I was like uh, 18 years old, fresh out of high school, getting ready for college, and I needed money. Like, I'm, I cannot spend this whole summer not working. I cannot. So I got a little job at a museum. We worked there together. That just wasn't doing the thing, and I needed more. So I went to a Target, and I remember in my interview, I kind of had caught on that people stopped talking to me once I said, you know, I got to go to school in a month because they didn't want to have to deal with... um they didn't want to have to deal with hiring you just for you to leave. Yeah. So I lied. I was like, I don't know. I'm thinking about going to community college, but I don't know. And they was like, okay, cool. Well, you're hired. So I got hired. I worked at that Target for all the three weeks. I got my Tide pods. I got my fucking pencils and shit all with my little discount. And I called them and I was like, yeah, so I'm thinking about going to school. That's okay. No problem. When? I was like, next week. <laughs> There's a okay. Where? I'm like, in... Four hours away, <laughs> so I just left because you don't. You have to have. I don't them, owe you shit. Yeah, exactly. You I have to have that mentality. Of like, I don't owe these people any fucking thing. And like, you I, don't. And you only. You. I would never have done that to a mom and pop. I would have never no, done no. that to you know somebody who just had me as their personal assistant. If I was their nanny, mm-hmm. I work for tons of nonprofit organizations. I have never pulled no shit like that. But when it, whenever. It gets to that point where it's like, oh, it's me or it's them. Always pick you first because mm-hmm. best believe that if even a slight, slightest budget situation happen, they're going to they gonna get rid of their best employee if they have to. Like yep. I've seen the way corporations and how people work. And it goes the same with people in your life. Like if you're dating somebody and they're treating you disposable, mm-hmm. act disposable and throw yourself in the, <laughs> throw yourself away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> throw yourself, like free your damn self. Exactly. Like, I've seen that happen so many times where people, like, if it's a seesaw, your relationship, and one person is up and one person is down, mm-hmm. that's a huge fucking problem. Yeah. And if it's, like, constant, you have to, you. I feel like it's very important to go into a lot of things. Like, I'm going, like, not necessarily be selfish, but think me first. Yeah. And, like, what's helped me a lot with that is, like, going through things with, like, my mental health because, like, I thought that I was putting myself first because, like, I said it before, like, I was a workaholic and I thought that was me putting myself first. Like, gr- I'm grinding. Future I'm doing, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm grinding. I'm doing this and the third. But I wasn't, like, taking care of myself and I wasn't sitting down and, like, taking breaks. Like, I was doing so many things and when I didn't have anything to do, it fucking broke me because I wasn't used to not, like, I, like, we both, 
you and I, we both went to college, yep. came back for the summer, and we had three jobs. Mm-hmm. And I was so used to it. And, and even though that did, like, help mold us, we didn't really have a... I mean, granted, we we were fortunate because we got to do a lot of things together, but we really didn't have that, like, yeah, teenage, like, or early 20s, like, summer. I like, definitely didn't have that experience. I always tell people I'm just starting to have fun now that I've kind of No, me too. Down. Like, that- I have so much fun now at 25 than what I had anywhere between 18 to 24. Because even when I was in college and I used to go out, I used to feel guilty. Like, I'm like, this is not what yeah, my just- parents sent me here for. Like, I know I go to school in New York, but, like, this is not what I'm here for. I literally didn't go out. And it's just like you have to put yourself first and think, like you said, sometimes you just gotta finesse some things. Like, listen, finesse as much as possible. Exactly. Um. Also, like, now this is since we're talking about finessing. Like, sometimes I go into every job. This isn't even just my current job, and I'm the only black person there. And every time I change my hair, people make huge deals about it. They make me feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. They even when they're just talking and being themselves, like they exclude me. And I'm like, okay. Imagine me putting my dreams on the back burner for a place that makes me feel like this. Hello? I go into my job every single day, every single job I've ever had, every single day, and I'm a nice person, Mm -hmm. but I'm fake as fuck. Mm -hmm. And I get that nobody gets to be themselves all the time, but to be that contrasting for myself to the point where I have a headache when I go home because, like, I'm just, I haven't been myself in, like, eight hours. So, you know, why is, why would I live my whole life like that? Anytime you got to go to work and, you know, I'm not saying, being professional does require some shift because Mm -hmm. you're not, you can't be comfortable all the time, but to go to work and be a contrasting person and know that in order for you to survive and actually not be miserable and make everybody comfortable you gotta be a faker yeah why is that worth your own dreams like you know mm-hmm. why is it everybody that you look up to had a job at one yeah. point and like they had to do both so i i don't know i guess it's like a guilt thing for at least for me where you when you're grinding and you got a job you feel like oh like they gonna find out so the fuck what yeah, like, I'm at that point now, too, because, like, especially, you know, some things have been happening with my job where I'm like, wow, like, i playing with my money, and, you yeah, know, I was That's wasn't, a nizno. Exactly, because that's why I was, like, late on recording my song. I wasn't able to, like, you know, pay Eric and stuff. And that shit, like, it makes me mad because I'm like, I depend on this to help with, like, you know, my job and, like, so much stuff that I do. Like, it takes me so fucking long to get there. Yeah. And, like, and I spend money on, like, my car fare, like, to get there and stuff like that and to, like, not you know, be able to give me my money on time or, yeah. like, oh. not even, like, being able to, like, give me direct deposit and, like, stuff like that. It's just, like, it's so fucking much. And I'm, like, wow. It just makes me feel, like, just, like, oh, you're just whatever. Yeah. No, it definitely sucks. It definitely sucks. And I just encourage people, like, if you... I always call it, like, a dreamer after five because you work your full-time job and you go dream. Don't you dare feel guilty about that shit. You finesse whoever the fuck you got to. Like, exactly. Sometimes... Because they'll finesse you. Uh, no, you you got... They're the finessing you. You don't have a choice. <laughs> like, you got to eat and dream at the same time. Yeah. And, like, me, like, now that I'm into doing, like, this mod- my, this modeling thing, like, and I'm really, really getting into it because I've been wanting to do this my whole life, and I'm finally kind of, like, having enough courage, thanks to you and, like, Rel and, like, a few other people in my life who are just constantly, like, piping me up, especially my little model friends from my um, old, my former job. They're like, uh, you know, do it, do it, do it. And sometimes I feel so guilty because, I, you know, I had people from my personal uh, from from my from work, follow me on my personal Instagram, and I guess they see what I'm doing now. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. I have other goals besides just working here for the rest of my life. Like, I don't know what else to say. But I feel uncomfortable around almost everybody I'm around, even if it's family. Like, nobody really be on the same page as like out here going and do things that are that just sound like you know dreams mumbo jumbo. I'm I'm not gonna be comfortable in my own social uncomfortable on my own social media about 
what I'm doing and what I'm planning. I'm just yeah, not. Yeah, because if by you being uncomfortable, sometimes that's like stunting your growth. Yeah, it shakes can, your confidence. Because now in this day and age, that's where a lot of people find you. Exactly. Oh, and I learned that. I learned all the different scouts to tag. So again, if uh, any model scouts are listening, <laughs> just email me. You don't have to talk to me through Hello. DMs. It's like whatever you want. But um, yeah, that's it for this week's show. Uh, Again, one year anniversary. Happy birthday to Black Girl Brunch. Yes. Happy birthday. Yeah. Hopefully we have like 30 more birthdays. I feel like that's enough time to podcast. After 30 years, we're finished. <laughs> if we're doing this, I'm going to be like, can someone else run this? Like, do we have new Black girls who like to brunch? All right. So let's see. Who are we giving a shout out to this week? Um, First of all, give another shout out to uh, Rex. He sent us a big happy birthday before we came into the studio. Yes, thank you, um, Rex, Just for all the, like, super, super loyal follow. I can't even, I feel like if I name one, I'm going to have to start naming them all. Mm-hmm. Can I do that? Happy birthday again to Sean. Yes. We had a great time celebrating you. Uh, who else, Bria? Um, Thank you so much, Shanae, for supporting my single so yes, much. Yes, She, um, I was like at um at my cousin's house. They like was making me perform my songs, and Shanae almost knew all the words to my newest song, and I was so happy. And she's a supporter. Listen to Blacker Bunch. Thank you so much for your support. That means so much. Like support from everybody means a lot, but like especially from family, like that means everything. One hundred percent. One hundred. Also, give a shout out to um. My friend Brian, check him out yes. on as BC Visuals. Mm-hmm. Let me just see if he got an underscore in his name because I really want to get this right. But he helped us with a project this weekend. Um, we're going to, again, by now you'll probably have seen it. So I could just say it, I guess. He yeah. helped us with a photo shoot. Yeah, ooh, And yeah. It, it was really, really fun and really, really comfortable. It was. And I don't really like taking pictures, but I'm like, okay. Like, I can just, like... I'm, I felt comfortable. Okay, his name is underscore BC Visuals. Now, here's the thing. I came there and I hated my outfit. I hated my makeup, but he still made me feel really, really confident and comfortable. So if, if even if you're not Philly-based, he's a traveling photographer. Yeah. If you got something cool, check out his Instagram page. He will give it to you. And he's like, you know, reasonably priced. He's not out here trying to charge people nothing mm. fucking ridiculous. So. Um, also, shout out to um, my friend Gabby from... Um, her name is Ga- uh, Gabrielle White, Gabs White on Instagram. Oh, uh, yeah. She sent me, <laughs> she actually activated her Instagram and she was looking at my Instagram through her husband's Instagram. And I said, <laughs> that is so fucking funny. And then she had to find me through email because <laughs> I changed my name and she just always makes me laugh. Like, and she's somebody that I've known since middle school. And, like, she just makes me laugh. And also, like, mom goals. Like, and she, like, is into fitness. And, like, she just is just got her cute little family with all their melanin. I love it. I love it. So, okay, that's it for this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. Listen to us for another 30 years. Bye. Peace.